Yo, so the opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we are covering Shrimp Gate. Yum. A new Jonas baby. What? And the de of the green M&M. Oh, oh, oh. And this is episode 199. Let's go. <laughs> wow. I um, not only am I turned on, but I'm hungry with that intro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, V, what's going on? Happy. Uh, before we get into Bachelor Talk, I kind of want to know how you've been. What's your last week been like? How are you? Um, You know, it is full. It is open season of January birthdays. Um, I celebrated my friend Aaron's birthday this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. Um, before that, I got to have like a little catch up dinner with my friend Courtney um, because she's actually she's a travel nurse and her time is up um, in like five or so weeks. So trying to get in as much time with her as I can before she heads out of town. Um, and then I actually got a little catch-up dinner with my friend Tyler, who I haven't seen in a while. And both those dinners were at different, like, Mexican Latin food places. So mm. I had a lot of Latin Mexican-inspired food. Nice. Wepa. Okay. Oh, wepa yes. sapa. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Yes. That's dope. Well, um, it's always nice to catch up with friends over dinner. I think I was just asking you about Tyler, actually. So um, that's cool. Um, well, I actually, uh, you know, been kind of staying productive, you know, another week without alcohol and, and social media. And um, yeah, just been uh, last weekend, I had my, my acting gig that I had got from that audition last week. And that was super fun. Um, yeah. I had to be up super early for um, for the gig, like I had to be there at 630. But it's really just cool, like actually being the actor, you got like 10 people like out there, like with lights and like the cameras and the lenses and, and like, like the action. You just, know? It's just like you're holding up things around you. And they're just like action and then you're just like doing your role and it's all cameras on you and stuff it's just really I love it you know me um so and then after that uh Andy my my good friend uh treated me to a bunch of steak that he had we went and cooked it outside and we we ate oh, a wow. bunch of steak yeah it was it was cool I, I don't know why he what had kind so of much. cuts of steak I, I mean I didn't I, I wasn't you know beggars can't be choosers and I didn't ask too many questions I was just like you can't know. you tell what a cut of steak is no like? no no I can't sorry um but you know maybe I'll YouTube like it was a, a ribeye it was a t- it was like a fillet you have no idea let's go with the ribeye I think it was definitely a ribeye. Um, So, yeah. um, And that was dope. And we got to, you know, hang out, watch some movies. Um, We have this dog that's like a friend of uh, it's our it's his friends. (laughs) We have Uh, this dog. Yeah, actually, it's pretty cool. We have this dog. We have this dog that he's like our third friend that we hang out with on Saturdays because, you know, Saturdays for the boys. So um, we have uh, we have him come and it's his friend's roommate's dog. Um, So this is so convoluted. No, Franklin, like I actually thought it would be a good idea to write this script about like like three best friends. And and it's like all kind of centered around the dog and the dog doesn't really even talk. But like he's part of the boys, like he just comes over. And hangs out like a friend would. He's not our dog. He's just part of the crew. So, um, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, that was my Saturday. And because of all the things I've been mentioned before about being productive, I literally started my third book. 
This is a record for me, people. I haven't. This re- is kind of insane. It is kind of insane. I'm gonna finish my third book on Monday. Just the I last- haven't, and I'm a reader, but not uh, not in these recent years because uh, academic burnout killed me. No, I feel um, you. I, gifted kid burnout killed me. <laughs> I got but, you. But um, I mean, yeah. it's just funny because like I mean, my whole life, like my parents were always like read, 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 and I just hated it. And then um, I've you know, now it's just like as an adult, like they're just. It's just nice to sit down and, you know, once you finally have like put the distractions away, it's just like, it's just enjoyable to me. Um, It's kind of peaceful. So I am, I'm very proud of that. But, you know, why don't we get to that part of the show where we we made this show for a reason. And uh, it's that time to talk about Bachelor stuff on our show. Really rocking our way in. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Um, You know, before we get started with all that Bachelor drama stuff from the show, um, why don't you guys go ahead and subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop that Bachelor content here on Future Bachelor. If you just did it, a huge shout out to you. Hey. All right, now on to the show. Veronica, this is, you know, I'm getting back into the swing of things with the show, and I actually took uh, notes this week, so I'm going to be right there with you uh, wow. every step of the way, and I, I, you know, I have my thoughts written down. This is three pages of notes, and I was just like, you know, if I'm going to watch this show, make a show about this show, I should probably be more prepared, so um, I went yeah. back to the old school. You know, when we, I had used to, like, watch the show twice to, like, write down all these notes and stuff and recap it. Well, that's right, what Right, and I would be all like, why are you watching it so many times? Well, I might be able to retain <laughs> stuff better now that I'm reading three books a month, but um, V, where, where should we start with this week's episode? This has been a, we had the bye week last week, and it kind of, it's, it felt really weird with this, like, um, what do they call it? Like, uh, they left us on, on edge on the last episode. The cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Hanger. That's yes. the word you were looking for. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. That's why we make a good team. But um, mm-hmm. they left us kind of, you know, on the drama with Cassidy and whether or not, you know, she what was going to. What was going to happen what? next? What? Wait, wait. You know, we got the we got that drama stuff. So it might as well be uh, played here because if I can find it. What is going to happen with Cassidy? Is she going to get her rose taken back? I don't know. Um, we do now, though. But um, We do. Now we know. Now we know. So, um, you know, this was a very interesting episode. We got to see a lot of uh, Bachelorette. So I'm calling this one Batch on Batch. And, um, oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I got a, cu- a couple uh, yeah. cool nicknames we'll, going on. We'll get into here. that. But let's start off first. We... We are brought back to the scene of the crime, i.e. the rose ceremony, mm. cocktail party, um, where Sierra has just told Clayton about Cassidy and, you know, everybody's everyone's swirling. I'm going to be honest. I think some of these girls are overreacting. I don't think Cassidy's really a great gal. I think she thinks she's so great and she really isn't. And I also think she's hotter shit than she really is. But I mean, I think- this is this is what happened though. She just literally went too hard, too early on the this villain role that she went. She with. just was. She was cocky. She's cocky, and she just thought, you know, she had it in the back. She's running around the house, being like, "I've got a rose. What can you do about it?" And like the girl, and that's obviously like the other girls are like, "Bitch, what? Like, what do you mean?" And Clayton goes and talks to Jesse, and is all like, "Yo, I don't know what to do." Can I take back a rose? What are the rules here? And Jesse says, there are no rules, brother. Oh. And I'm like, that's a fucking lie. Because that is 
Because obviously Clayton is trying to set some rules here. Apparently, you can't have sex with anybody, even if you're a single woman, before coming on this show. You must. Yet this man literally was just saying that he was like in love with Michelle like eight weeks ago. What is going on? People? I guess. Mo- well, no, probably about that amount of time. This is the standard we're setting on the show this this uh, season. So, um, but yeah, Cassidy is very confident, you know, about like cocky. She, so. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this last week. So, Veronica, we're gonna go with cocky, um, you know, and. and and, and she just really feels like how, like this rose that she already received is it makes her invincible. And right. obviously there's no rules it's, here. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, Clayton pulls her aside and Cassidy goes, this is how you can tell this is cocky and not confident because she goes into the conversation with him being all like, well, I already know what you're going to talk about. I mean, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can say it, but I already know what you're going to talk about. And then she was very much so surprised. I don't know what she thought. He was going to be talking about because I think she might have just like she she just was going to probably know that the girls didn't like her in the house. She's like, you're probably going to talk about these girls that are going to talk shit about me and stuff. But she had no idea that like a secret conversation was what came out. And um, in here, uh, it kind of, you know, obviously uh, I forgot the girl that told told uh, Sierra Sierra told Clayton. um, But it kind of brought up this question for me about like how. How worth it is it to throw a girl under the bus? Because, you know, what I noticed this episode is how much time gets taken away by... By everybody. Yeah, because of dealing with the whole casting, right. which I, that's why, I mean, I always say the like rule of thumb is like keep other girls' names out of your mouth. Right. And I think how this ran away, this whole situation is because all the girls were displeased with Cassidy. And I think Sierra's like, well, besides us just being displeased because she's exhibited shitty behavior like exhibit a b c or d like she's like let's also bring up something that like will make mr i'm all about trust i'm all about loyalty clayton like they'll make him you know question her yeah you know, her and i say stable. all that because like there's like you know what if you're one of those girls that already didn't get enough time but you're like you know why don't i just get on this bandwagon of like getting this villain out of the house you know and well, then i think it, i think it ends up kind of shooting like yourself most of the them foot. were already on that bandwagon i think that was a predetermined bandwagon and i think almost like because of that sierra's all like well this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. to maybe solve the problem um which I don't know if I would generally recommend. And I thought it was unfair too, because like, I felt like the girls were just like a saying things like uh, assumptions about her. That really wasn't like she didn't like, they weren't getting to the point of like what she was actually doing. They just didn't like her attitude. Well, I mean, I think they didn't like the things that she had done on other dates and how she had treated people on other dates and how she was treating them like in that cocktail party. But I think the whole, like basing it off of this whole, like, yeah, she was like sexting, talking to a guy, whatever, like a friends with benefits or whatever before the show isn't as huge of a deal, especially like, I mean, I think it's problematic if like she was literally like, you know, moments before like getting like giving her phone away to production was all like, can't wait to see you after babe, like, uh, then we'll fuck or like whatever. Like that's problematic. But if it, Whatever, like, obviously, she's like, yeah, I was sleeping with somebody. I mean, that wouldn't happen if she was picked. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if you send her home, what does it matter who she goes back to? You know what I'm saying? Like, if she stays with you, it's not like... 
You know, it's just ridiculous to think that she, like, this guy, like, Clayton's going to be second to some guy. And this, obviously, you know, um, whoever she was, like, was her hookup buddy, like, didn't even want her. So, you know, this whole situation. Is right. Just- I'm like, it sounds like it sounds like this dude was an F boy that she was dealing with back home. Mm-hmm. And then it uh, to me, Clayton felt kind of like an F boy with his response when, like, Cassidy is all like, yeah, like. I was like, whatever, like this or that happened. He just like gets up and leaves. Like he just like leaves. Yeah, the yeah. It was a weird I'm ending. Like, that's she cries in the immature. bathroom, and uh, then she gets walked out and gets sent home by getting. And she had a rose. So it's like, I haven't seen that. I really haven't seen that. I've before. never seen that either. So um, yeah, and all the girls are just like, yeah, we got the the witch out of the house. But you know? and then like, but one of them's all like, or maybe we didn't, and like looks around and sort of looks at Shanae. Yeah. Or at least the editing of it shows that she looked at Shanae, which I think is, you know, the next step. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that more later on because, honestly, she is so entertaining on the show right now. I, oh, she's... I, I, love, I love having her on the show right now. She's, like, the best kind of villain where it's just, like, it's, it's almost, like... I don't even know if she's trying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, with we'll, Cassidy, we'll you're trying. It. But with this one, it's a whole different situation. But, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah. I mean, essentially, before we get to the end, by the end of this, like, there's still drama brewing between, you know, Shanae and Elizabeth. So, well, yeah. That's but that's later. Let's get through the first group date first. Um, I, I was just, I wrote it down because it's in my notes. That's not just later. That was still something before the next. Well, yeah, day. that was still brewing in that cocktail party. It was still whatever. Like they, like Shanae has it out for Elizabeth for undetermined reasons. Um, and is still like in all of her confessionals throughout the entire episode, just shit talking Elizabeth for like whatever reason. But, um, next we get this disclaimer for sensitive subject matter. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they we've seen this before, this group therapy group date, which is not like I wouldn't say it's I don't like it. It, it just doesn't feel good to me at all. Um, yeah, it just every time they do this kind of thing, I'm just like, maybe you all should just actually go to therapy. Like right. maybe. Well, that's this the part of it is that they, what we should they be sit doing. there and it's like your turn to kind of like talk about like your worst trauma. And then it doesn't seem like they give you any resolution afterwards. It's just kind of like and then it's kind of like this snowball effect of like, you know, who has like the more emotional story as it goes on. Because the first person never goes all out. The first person's kind of like, you know, it's usually the first person is the bachelor to bachelorette. They say like, you know, they're a little obvious thing that like we could probably call out of them um, beforehand. And then it goes to the next girl and she kind of goes a little easier on it and then one of them just kind of drops the bomb and then after one just goes hard they all have to go hard on like what it is so and um you know so this is where we get introduced to our first bachelorette of the episode we got bachelorette we had caitlin bristow getting her bag she is the she's the little hosty of this little therapy date and and the last time we saw it it was on katie's season with um nick vial right Yes. So um, this is not the first time they've done it. This is just like it's starting to become this weird thing that they're adding that I actually am well, not and like enjoying. on Michelle's season, they did similar but not the same with like the whole like poems and yeah, stuff was yeah. like a similar, similar result, just you know, mm-hmm. uh, different format, I would say. But um, they bring up like they start talking like about body insecurities and Clayton, um, a giant. Former football player, White, tries to tell us about his, you know, the struggles that he's had, which, to be honest, a little hard to hear because I'm like, 
okay, pal. Like, you know, I get it. Everyone yeah. has their own body insecurities. Mm-hmm. We all get that. But it's like, okay, we're really going to be all like, woe is, woe is you, conventionally attractive white man. Like, okay. The lead of, an, of the most popular show on television. So, I mean, you know, as a man, I will say, as a man trying to, you know, get in better f- in shape, there there is a low that you hit, you know, where you know, you use that to motivate yourself to get to a better position. And that's kind of essentially where how he wrapped it up. He's like, you know, although, you know, that stuff was hard, I am happy. He's at like, the and then I started playing football. Yeah. Like, I get no shit, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, of course. But, um, I mean, that's just kind of like the, the best he could come up with. And it kind of starts this whole, um, I, I call it kind of like an emotional snowball effect, um, moving forward. And you start getting, um, you know, the women talking about like real things, I'm sure, but it just, it just doesn't feel like, why a, do you say I'm sure? <laughs> what do you mean? You, you, I feel like it was interesting to me to see Clayton be so shocked and like, well, I'm going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure like, because the same way you're saying you're sure about Clayton, like in his insecurities, everybody, I really don't know any of them. I mean, obviously in this episode later on, you see women will be emotional and you think that they're like, you know, at a low place and then go back on camera and be like, I did really like, good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm, that's why I'm saying I'm sure I'm, I'm sure like every single woman has their own things like dealing with there, but it's still television and you can't be too sure about it. But regardless, you know, yeah, they go down the line and, and it gets pretty emotional and stuff. And, you know, Clayton is, you know, there's, there's race stuff coming up and he's like, you know, being responsive to that being like, you know, I want to talk about those things with you, um, you know, uh, and, and, and so on. What do you think like the most dramatic stuff that came out of this group date? Um, Honestly, like for me watching and listening to that, it just it all seemed like a little too little too real, little too like familiar. Um, a lot of stuff being all like women being told by ex-boyfriends to change their appearance that they would leave them or that, you know, they don't look good a certain way. Um, a, one girl talked about, you know, the stuff that she dealt with with being very thin um and like things all around that um my thing is like i think this this whole format and them talking about their body insecurities and whatever like i felt like the black girl saying their little bit about like you know the different like westernized beauty standards and how like they never fit into that because they're black that to me made more of an impact and that got like maybe 30 seconds worth of time while like you have the rest of these like thin white women talking about being thin white women and like to me it really just missed the mark especially as we get into the rest of the episode of like what the other dates entail of like being really like let's encourage like body neutrality or body positivity just because of how the rest of the episode continues to objectify women. Well, this goes over pretty well, I guess. Like, everybody involved in this group date feels good about it, uh, as opposed to everybody that watched it on television um, that didn't feel good about watching it. But, but yeah, so, uh, you know, Clayton goes in, you know, after that date and into the night portion of this group date saying, you know, this is the best date he's had so far. We're only in episode three. I'm but, like, yeah. Yeah. So um, they're very, Bet. you know, they're very into it and stuff. And here we get Clayton. Um, and uh, first of all, I wanted to comment on his 
sweater hoodie underneath his blazer. Like this is like they. <laughs> I have to say, Carrie Fetman is doing just such a disservice as a stylist to this entire show because they don't know how to dress this man. Mm-hmm. They are not dressing him well. He's not dressing him well at all. And f- this entire episode just really there. He was Carrie was putting him in bad colors, stuff that wasn't fitting him well, just stuff that he's like trying to pull off as like a fit that isn't like really even a fit. And I'm just, I'm very much so I'm upset. Yeah. I wasn't feeling it. it. I actually never really like the, the hoodie under the blazer look, but what are you on? The hoodie under the blazer can be okay, but I feel like so many, especially after like how much the show has aired and like when these guys are like trying to mix and match whatever they brought and trying to make something work. Like I feel like, and then I feel like I on social media and stuff. I I just think I'll see men do like a fit check, and it's like them in like you know a pea coat or like a blazer with a hoodie under it. They're like fit check, like in a pair of jeans, and I'm like, this isn't a fit. No, the blazer is different though. I feel like, but I feel like they did so good with Matt James' season with his fashion. Like I I just feel like they because he's this is how Carrie Vetman is an awful stylist in the sense that he doesn't actually like style to like make you look good he'll style based off of like your base level of like style Mm. so like matt james a stylish guy michelle a stylish gal like other like jojo a stylish girl like he will pretty much kind of meet you where you're at and then like let you pick things like pull stuff and help you pick and whatever and i think that's where he does a disservice for like i mean clayton's from Missouri like Katie's you know notoriously said how she's like not a fashion girl like it just to me like that's not not a good stylist does that make right um well um you know I started noticing it's like what like some of the women are like starting to kind of like I'm starting to notice Serene is definitely a beautiful woman um I had written that down I don't I'm, I'm actually you know um I I looked and then we go into actually seeing who gets the first one on one date, right? Well, no, we so the group date rose for that date goes to Eliza, who during the little cocktail portion of that date, um, you know, took him in front of some mirror and they were like, look at us. We look like a power couple, blah, blah, blah. And all I could think in that moment was that they looked like a off brand version of Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs Mm -hmm. and his beautiful black girlfriend. Um, Kayla Nicole and it truly is it is that like they look like the off-brand version and it, it, to me it was very funny but um yeah no Eliza is beautiful they did the mirror thing and I thought she you know killed it um and uh it was just really funny to see uh Shanae's reaction to her getting a rose because all the girls are like oh no, congratulations no, Shanae's not on this date um she's not no Shanae's on the second group date oh okay um Wow, I don't know why I wrote that down then. Um, well, yeah, so we get into the one-on-one date with Sarah. Um, yes. And Who Sarah, is- I feel like we've been, she seems like a front runner. I feel like we've seen a lot of her. We've discussed a lot of her. We've seen her. Oh, seeming- you know, this is why I write it down. It's Shanae's fake smile about Sarah getting the one-on-one date because where they split between the group date and went back to tell us that Sarah got the one-on-one and everyone's oh, yeah. congratulating her. And Shanae is like, 
the one. Why are they congratulating her? I mean, like, blah blah blah. It is funny though. Like, it, it, I mean, she's hating, but she might be actually the most realist because, like, everyone just like fake. Like, oh wow, congratulations. I mean, like some of them could be fake, some of them could be real. Like, I feel like some of these women do support each other. Sure, but uh, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm. That's why I kind of like Shanae because at least she's calling out some of the bullshit. Like, you know, if I was there, I'd be like rolling my eyes too about some of these guys being like, oh man, that's so good for you. It's like. What? We're on a competition here to try to like date the same person and you're sitting here being like, because that's what happens. There's too much camaraderie in the house and then also you all are dating the same person. It's just weird. But um, yes. well, yeah, so we get to uh, the one on one date with Sarah where we meet our another bachelorette, um, Becca, Becca Kufrin. Becca Kufrin. Really? She is milking milking her bachelor money Mm. she is just like let me keep rolling in the moolah she is and obviously they're they're pushing her to replace you know someone we'll talk about later i feel like i'm guessing yeah i'm guessing a bad move um i mean i mean i like becca but um I, i like her a lot more than um caitlin but um yeah we'll talk about that later so yeah so this one they have to get down to their they're underwear. Skivvies. Yeah, they're, they're skivvies. Undies, which, like, my thing is, like, obviously they had to have told them, like, they're both in matching black. And Sarah's underwear is, like, boy shorts and, and like, a sports bra. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had to have told her, like, being, like, make sure you're wearing whatever. Because she was, like, wearing a little sundress. So there's just no way... Like they that might have had a couple she, sizes there for her to try on. I don't know. Like no, like that's I'm like they either gave her stuff or she was told to wear specific stuff underneath. But they do like this weird scavenger hunt dare thing where they're running around L.A. in their underwear, and it's all about them being like vulnerable and like putting themselves out there and like doing weird things like rapping in front of a random we've seen, crowd we've seen something like this before though essentially like they're hitting pinatas and getting cards <sighs> and stuff that kind of is like like a never have i ever like like a trivia game or like they ask each other questions to kind of like get to know each other more in their underwear um right. you know so they're you know they're doing dance moves they're doing uh their biggest they're talking about their biggest fears and um and then it gets to this really cringy part where um you know they have to sing each other's feelings to each other in in public and um it it got real cringy um you know becca's sitting there like cheering from the back of the auditorium or whatever yeah like that's the most we see her on this date to be honest but i'm not gonna lie sarah impressed the crap out of me uh you know being a rapper myself um i was actually pretty impressed with uh clayton's beatbox skills and sarah was on on beat she was rapping she said some dope ass lines like did you have this written down did you tell people that you rap or something because she did so well i thought like you know yeah yeah Um, i mean i was impressed because i was like overall that whole date i was just like so annoyed by so Mm. i was like okay well that was that was decent um so you know while this is all going down in the city um you know, we get a look back at the house, and this is where Shrimp Gate starts happening. Shrimp Gate. Um, Elizabeth, you know, is trying to do something nice and makes fifteen shrimp for the whole house. Like, what was she thinking? Like, first of all, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like that was just a pack of shrimp she had, and she was like, "Let me just make some shrimp. I'm making whatever." I, some of the, I mean, because like they make whatever food in the house, so yeah. like I guess she was just like, "Let me 
set some aside and make some butter garlic shrimp and bring some out to some of the girls and, or like let some of the girls grab it. And Shanae takes more than half the shrimp. And <laughs> they even had a shrimp counter, which honestly, as I said before, this whole like the rest of this episode really contradicts this whole like, let's be positive about our bodies, like forget our insecurities bullshit, because like they're showing a shrimp counter and they're doing all this stuff being all like, oh, my God, look at her out here eating all the shrimp. But um, but I mean, what is like the top? I mean, like, I mean, are you supposed to take one shrimp and be full or even three and be like, I'm done? Like, it sounds I, I like mean, the I don't appro- even know. Like, honestly, it's like not a lot of shrimp to be in, like in general. Like, I, don't, I feel like be these sure other girls were like eating other shit, too. So yeah. I don't understand. But because, you know, because Shanae is feeling that people are pissed that she ate most of the shrimp because she came in, took most of it and then bounced. Um, she makes more shrimp. And starts handing it out to the girls. And she's pissed that the girls aren't, like, kissing her feet, thanking her for this shrimp. So, this is I mean, where she... It, it, is, it is a little bit more fuel for her argument, though. It's just kind of like... You know, it's almost like it's a it's a created situation where if she goes and tells Clayton, like, you know, I even brought shrimp to the girls at the pool and they just kind of ignored me. And then they can't really deny that that happened because they were already like pissed off about her eating all the shrimp. And they did kind of ignore her like they ain't feeling her, you know, so it's not like malicious. They're just like, I, I, I don't like. Get out of here. You're annoying. And um, they're like, you're like the they're like the damage is done. Yeah. Like we came in wanting shrimp. Fine, we'll take a shrimp from you. Yeah, um, this is a very frustrating situation all around. But um, so we stupid. we go we go back from Shrimpgate back to the night portion of Sarah's one on one date. They're doing the Van Gogh exhibit, um, something you know most of us have done here if you're from Atlanta. Um, comes or, I around. mean, yeah, it's it's it, it goes. It's been in multiple major metro areas, mm-hmm. and it's honestly I haven't done it, but I kind of haven't done it because it is exactly from everybody that I know who's done it has been like it's. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a little experience. Like, it's just projected. Maybe you go out, like, if you're trying to impress somebody on a date or something. But uh, I would just take him to an actual museum exhibit. That actually is better. I mean, it, it just doesn't – it's just – it's because it's not uh, there all the time, you know. It's just, like, a limited time thing. That's why people run to it. But, um, yeah, so they end up having a dinner date inside this exhibit. And um, during this date – you know, she kind of talks about being adopted by young yep. parents and not feeling, um, you know, uh, a feeling lot of shame around being adopted. Feeling yeah, it, this is kind of rough because it's like, you know, at the same time, like I, I appreciate her telling her truth, but it's kind of like. Do you, it kind of made like I, I couldn't imagine being the parents that adopted her like unless they're like really shitty people I'd be like this is kind of fucked up this is painting us in a bad light kind of right but no I mean I don't think she did that I think she was just like you know like I just felt shame with being because like I mean people like media portrayal of different things like she just felt different like she just nah, felt- she specifically brought up the fact that they were young and that they must have messed up with her or something being young like she didn't feel loved and stuff so that was the impression well, she said I that her parents her like biological parents were young um oh i I, then i misunderstood she said her parents were like 20 when they had her and so i thought that she said that her parents were 20 when they adopted her but um but yeah so that's 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 what happens and you know essentially i i mean the night portions of these dates are never that interesting unless they are and um you know and at least this time we didn't get a country music act like at the end of the date they they had an orchestra playing inside like a string quartet which felt weird 
like that they're just like standing there making out in front of this quartet um like i don't know <laughs> yeah so i mean uh you know that ends and we get brought back to our second group date and it's at the beach um things are about to get real sandy and randy for these girls oh my god and uh yeah i wrote down some things and uh and yeah, I and hope that, you didn't write down Sandy and Randy. I I don't know. I just I, I sometimes write things that pop out at me. And uh, and they have Nicole Eggert uh, from who, Baywatch. None of these bitches know who that is. I mean, I she doesn't even look like herself anymore. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I never watched Baywatch. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know mean, Nicole Eggert. She was like, first of all, she like she was like like an Alyssa Milano back in the day because she was like the girl on. Um, what was it? Uh, Charles in Charge. So she was like the the like cute girl in Charles in Charge, which was Scott Bayo and stuff. I watched that growing up, so I knew of her. Yeah. But um, yeah. she's definitely, you know, age has, you know, happened with her. And, you know, she's, you know. Age has happened with I her. I mean, come with age. You're not oh so much God. like the Baywatch days you were. But, you know, she shows up. And um, she's oh there God. to hopefully rescue these women from. Um, now poor Nicole Eggert's going to have to go to her own group therapy date uh, talking about her body insecurities after hearing this <laughs> well if nicole eckard listens to this podcast then um my apologies uh well uh yeah anyways so the girls are you know they get them all in the traditional baywatch the red bathing suits you know, they bathing do suits. they do like the, the traditional entire time is just doing his weird lizard lick thing what is it he like licks his lips like but a, like a lizard he goes like uh, uh. Okay, I didn't notice that. No, I've noticed it, and it is now. It is the biggest ick that I could have. I already was not attracted to this man, and now it couldn't couldn't be less so. Couldn't um, be less so. So essentially, they do their slow mo run down to beach, and they start, you know, doing all their activities. When they bust out the sunscreen, you know, Shanae is getting right in there and putting some on the nipples of Clayton, and yeah. um, the girls are not feeling Shanae's moves right now. And to me, I think it was pretty, it was pretty funny move. Like, hey, we got to make sure we get these nipples. <laughs> um, I, I'm feeling Shanae, dude. Like, I just think she's funny to me. And um, she's funny because she's just so unaware. And and I like, also she's like good entertainment for the show. I think in general, as a woman, she's annoying. Yeah. Well, as a viewer of the Bachelor franchise, I usually like the people that everyone tries to gang up on, you know, um, just because especially if they like I haven't really seen anything crazy like she's just being like kind of silly and uh, she's just being stupid. She just like makes up lies. That's my my biggest issue with her with the whole Elizabeth thing is that she yelled at her about her mental illness. I don't have any tolerance for that. Yeah, I, I will. All this to say that, like, I, at this point, like, she's so she's like so entertaining. And like, it seems like I, I really feel like she's a plant like this is like the producers picked her to be like a character like like a villain they're like oh yeah. this girl is going to come in and make this entertaining so um i'm feeling it so far but um so they end up doing this whole like an activity where they have to you know do the slow-mo run the slow-mo run they're doing cpr on a dummy and and having to bend over in front of clayton and stuff it's pretty wild it's um, just like as i said once again they went from being all like mm, we talk about our insecurities because like women are objectified and then it's like, let's do a whole date where we're objectified. Right. So, um, you know, some girls' personalities are coming out and stuff and, um, you know, Gabby's really kind of showing up. Obviously, this girl is the one that dated uh, both Dean, Dean and, and Blake. Balake, Balake. So, 
Um, yeah, so she's I love like, how I'll never call him just Blake because <laughs> like he doesn't even seem like a Blake anymore. He's no, Balake. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a Blake. Yeah, Balake. But um, so yeah, they're doing that, and um, you know, there's this point where they have to kind of do their little slow mo like hair twist or something, and Shanae just like you know jumps on Clayton and starts making out with him in front of all the girls. And she didn't even do a slow mo run. She just sort of walked several steps and then jumped on him. Yeah, I'm like, you didn't even understand the assignment, sister. She did one hair flip that I was like, damn, she's hot so um i i mean that's my opinion uh and i think clayton enjoyed it too uh but the girls didn't enjoy it and uh especially elizabeth just talking shit just side-eyeing and shanae's like i hope well, because elizabeth she knows that like shanae's been talking shit on her for the entire fucking week it ain't gonna stop and uh so yeah and you know i think shanae really thought she might win this group date but um Gabby wins. Gabby wins the it. beach challenge. You know, Nicole Ecker was like, you know, she's the funny one. She's the one that's getting it. So, yeah, the beach, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, Shanae watch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we get to the group date and uh, the night portion of it. And, uh, you know, the, it, you know, it's going to be bad when all the girls are just hoping for a drama free night. Just a drama free yeah, night. Yeah, like whenever they preface it, like, hopefully because last group date, like it was this or that issue. And like this girl, Lindsay, who I forgot was even on the show kind of brings that up being all like you know i know well, last group day yeah. i didn't get a lot of time and she even said she was like one of the people in the rose ceremony who was worried at the top of the show that she's all like oh my god like so she's like got ptsd from dealing with the shanae situation well she was the one that i was thinking about earlier when i said like is it worth it to even be talking like she's one of the girls that should not be saying anybody's name at all like she, she's one of the girls that's trying to ha jump on the hate on shanae bandwagon by br she kept bringing it up like you know i really got like 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 jack last time yeah because i of think all she's this. just insecure because she's had like no time with clayton which is sad because she's like she's a beautiful girl i'm sure if she just like one of the other beautiful bit, blonde girls there yeah but like it's like just Yo, get your time in and try to you know but essentially because of that you know then shanae ends up bringing it up uh, about elizabeth again and obviously she brings up the other girl's name too right shanae decides to just go to clayton and be all like Everybody in the house is bullying me, led by Elizabeth, blah, blah, blah. Woe is me. My life is so hard. Wah, wah, wah. And Clayton is all like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. And that's like when Shanae's all like, got him, um, which I'm like, you little, you little fucking, you little fucking Emmy Award winner out here in this bitch, just faking shit because you want, you know, whatever. And then, of course, Clayton pulls Elizabeth to the side and starts berating her for bullying Shanae. And Elizabeth's like, are you kidding me? Like, this girl has been yelling in my face for days on end. Like, I don't even understand. And then she's losing it. And then I guess, like, Clayton goes, has been, talks to the other girls Saying all like, why are you bullying Shanae? And like, because Lindsay comes back being like, did he ask you guys about bullying Shanae? And they're like, what the fuck? And Shanae's just sitting there like. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, and and you, Elizabeth goes like gets pretty emotional when she confronted and and, uh, you know, it, it's just it's 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 interesting to watch. You know, Elizabeth is pissed off, but she's also like kind of being reserved you know she's trying to 
confront the conversation and Shanae just gets flustered and just uh, can't like con- converse anymore because she because is kind of being she's ridiculous. a liar because yeah. that's the thing she has nothing to stand on yeah she like it's just she just is out here hating to hate which like we all have our time to hate to hate but she's like just hating on the entire house to hate which is not doing her any favors. Yeah, I mean, this really all just goes back to that one moment where Elizabeth pulled the chair next to Clayton on that date two weeks ago. So, um, and that's, that's I don't know, it's kind of funny to me to think about that's why she, this is still going on. Like, she's on. just upset that Elizabeth took an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Well, it also just left her there stupid sitting by herself that one episode, but that was funny. Um, So, uh, Gabby wins the group date, Rose. You know, out of all this stuff, like, you know, the one that's not Which really Shanae bring- is pissed about because once again, Shanae, much like Cassidy was cocky being all like, well, I've set my trap. I'm going to grab my rose out. And then she's out here being all like, fuck Gabby and her 12 year old cheerleader ways. I'm like, oh, first of all, she's just fun and funny. And you're just out here trying to destroy, you know, mm-hmm. the vibe. Yeah. No, no one wants, uh, you know, someone that's going to make it all negative all the time. I mean, it's only so far that can really take you. So um, where does that leave us at the end of this episode? Um, we don't get to see a rose ceremony. Um, I guess they leave us kind of with like previews of the continued Sinead drama that's going to. And it looks like it lasts for a little while next episode. It looks like she's on the show for a while. Like I, they think like I think she's going to be on here for several more weeks, which I, I'm here for it. But. Um, you know, it looks like she interrupts deal a with group the bullshit date. though. Like I'm just, cause my thing is like, if it was founded in something, it would make sense. But she like, is just literally, I like it. I kind of like it. It's like, dude, people will do this to one girl and get a whole group of girls off. Shanae can like hold her own and just be like, she's like, whatever, I'm going to do this by myself. If you guys are going to kind of like be all but, like, like she's girls. lying. My thing is like, what's the point if you're out here just like making up shit and just hating people for no reason and yelling at people for their mental illnesses and stuff like that? Like, I don't, I don't know. That I, part to me, I don't enjoy. I don't, I don't know if like, uh, if uh, Elizabeth is doing herself any favors, like by, you know, it's that's what's that's what's the problem inside the house. It's like, you know, there's so much camaraderie that obviously it's going to get a little clicky in the house, and they and they all they can do is be in the house. So we don't really know what Shanae is going through. Like in her perspective, yes, uh, from this edit, it looks like she's lying or something like that. But we really don't know. Like she could be really feeling like ostracized from the rest of the girls and maybe she really does feel like when elizabeth's not around everyone feels like like they can be like a little bit nicer to her and stuff and that could all be true um you know i i and also she's just making it more entertaining for me like i like it so um that's that's my opinion about her um and yeah it looks like she goes into next week with with the previews it showed like she's going to be disrupting uh, a group date or a one-on-one time or something like that and then also she's gonna be getting in people's faces like keep my name out your mouth type stuff um so i wonder i really want to know what um what she's standing on to be founded for that but um, probably but yeah it looks like the drama continues and then they um they kind of end it with in memory of that clink guy that passed away so Mm -hmm. um that was essentially this week's episode um a lot of drama uh you know uh i thought it was I don't know. I, I, I Shanae is making it entertaining for me. Besides, it was that. a wild episode. I just think, in general, like whatever message the show is trying to put off in that first group date, 
got completely right. thrown off the table for the rest yeah. of the episode. I so. was just like, realistically, I was just trying to see like what was entertaining about this episode besides Shanae. Uh, if you took away everything else, like the only stuff that I was really like, this is funny or like entertaining to me was the stuff with Shanae. The shrimp count was hilarious, yes. I will say. The whole shrimp thing was so stupid. <laughs> um, I guess like at this point when it comes to the show, like I don't really know if I'm entertained anymore. Mm. <laughs> to be honest, like I just analyze it. Like I don't know if that's like just because I've been watching it and analyzing it and like commentating on it for so long. But like I don't feel like I'm ever... I feel like I don't get entertained until I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like, like in general, I just haven't been in maybe purely entertained. Yeah, these I are like prequels to like the the big movie. I more like look at it as like, hmm, how are they trying to set this up? How are they trying to do this? I look at it as like the social experiment that it is, I mm-hmm. guess, which to me like isn't, it's fascinating more than entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get through like Thor 2 to get to the Avengers 2. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch. That's my little MC. Okay, but like Ragnarok though is the one. Yeah, that was that was they turned it all around with Ragnarok. But um do we have any other uh news coming out of Bachelor Nation? Yes. So Taisha has departed her position as co-host of Clickbait and Bachelor Happy Hour. Those are Bachelor Nation owned podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um and this all has to do with the fact that, you know, no ring no, whatever. They're, the the franchise is not going to keep funding her if she's not part of, you know, her relationship is done and it kind of went down in weird ways. And so I think, you know, they're pushing her out just like they did with Rachel Lindsay. So to me, it just is not a great move on their part. They brought in Tia to fill in her role um, for... Um, I think the, for, for both, I believe, or at least clickbait, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, it, it is kind of jacked up. Cause then you see like, what is Becca Kufrin doing? Like she's just going on bachelor in paradise as her last ditch effort to find a bachelor nation couple. And now she's in, in like, and cause she had, the, she was already on the bachelor nation happy hour podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, I think she's one of the hosts of the Bachelor Live like tour thing that they do. So they're like, well, we'll keep her around um, because she'll play nice because she's always been boring. Um, But I mean, I like her. I like Taisha. Um, She I thought she was awesome. She was awesome. She was so comfortable. I liked Becca as a person, as a lead and as anything. She's boring. I mean, I have there's nothing. I mean, she's fine. Just as boring, but but yeah, I mean, um, so that's that. And in sadder news, uh, Bachelor in Paradise fave couple, and also you know, boundary breaking couple, they were the first, you know, double black person of color couple to be engaged on the show. Marissa and Riley have um split. They, you know, put out Instagram posts, whatever, said, like, we've decided to go our separate ways. Never did we imagine this, but we've come to a point where we both need to work on ourselves. Um, We appreciate everyone's love and support so far throughout our journey. We ask that you please respect our privacy. Um, You know, pretty typical statement. Um, Sad stuff, because I really, they were my favorite couple. Um, Yeah, I wonder why they couldn't make it work. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anything else? And then Tyler Cameron, they're making just so many 
dancing shows. Um, Tyler Cameron's going to be on Fox's The Real Dirty Dancing, where he's going to be competing with several other celebrities, in cor- including Corbin Blue um, from High School Musical fame, um, where they're competing to dance to be like, you know, the Johnny and Baby of Dirty Dancing. And like, I guess one, the you know, two, technically one per role is crowned at the end as being like the Johnny and the baby. Wow. This show sounds like it's going to get old fast. Um, well, yeah, guys, uh, that's it for Bachelor Nation news. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next week with another episode of The Bachelor. Uh, v, why don't we get into something we like to call, I don't know, kids, where do we start? All right, we're going to start with some sad stuff up first. So comedian um, Louis Anderson died this past week at age 68. He had um, he had lymphoma um, that he had been getting treatment for, and I think that was the cause of his death. Um, you know, Louis also, Anderson was, like, so, so popular back in the day. Like, he had... Back in the day, yeah. He had... Uh, he had a, a cartoon I watched when I was younger too, like a camp cartoon. And then he hosted a, a what's that show? A family. He hosted Family Feud for a while before mm-hmm. Steve Harvey. He did. He did. So, um, yeah. And I think in his later years here, he was still doing comedy and doing shows and stuff that people like enjoyed. So, in '68 mm-hmm. is a very young age still. Um, so rest in peace. Uh, looks like we have some more deaths on the. We do. Meatloaf died this past week at age 74 from COVID. Um, He had been making like, you know, some controversial statements about the vaccine mandates and stuff in Australia and whatever and different people. Like I think even Howard Stern and stuff has come out being all like Meatloaf got like, you know, got into some like bad situations like later in life, like kind of like culty like organizations or whatever when it comes to like kind of those maybe more like, you know, QAnon based things um, or whatever, but still sad all the same. He got super sick. He was supposed to be um, attending a business leader uh, dinner for a show. And then he got really sick from COVID and passed away Um, on on to follow up on um, the, the issue oh my god i'm just having Jeez. a stroke all right we got john mayer hired john on a mayer, private yeah, jet sorry i'm like having like, a stroke just here. read <laughs> um john mayer brought back because i was trying to click a link and it wasn't working um but john mayer uh paid for a private jet to take bob saget's um remains back home since you know he was in florida when he died um so that's they were very close friends so um did not know that what else we got um, so, you know, to brighten up from all the death, uh, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra welcomed their first child together, a daughter, um, via surrogate this past week. Um, and so now all of the Jonas, uh, brothers have daughters. So maybe we'll get a second. Even the bonus Jonas? Well, not Frankie yet. No, Frankie <laughs> hasn't had a kid yet, but all the, all the main Jonas as the brand Jonas brothers mm-hmm. have daughters. So maybe they could be, you know, the Jonas, Jonas cousins. cousins, Jonas, you know, that could sisters. be a vibe um, the for them. Sisters. but exciting stuff, especially since a lot of people thought, you know, they were on the brink and I guess it's just because they've been really quiet dealing with like, you know, the whole circusy process and 
all of that. So did we not know that they were going to have a baby? They just they announced it once the surgery yeah. had it. Interesting. Um, all right, uh, back to some kind of bummy news, but it's kind of stuff that we already I guess knew. it's sort of closure. Yeah. Um, that we, we talked about it in the past with the Brian Laundrie and Gabby Petito case. Um, it, it's just still kind of a jacked up case to me uh, as a outsider looking at what I've seen. But, you know, uh, the notebook that was retrieved when they found his remains, um, he admitted to killing Gabby Petito, apparently, and so the FBI is closing the case. Um, I just feel like there's so much still around. Just it's just a weird whole all the scenarios. The fact yeah, that his there parents- seems like there's a lot there's around the, with the parents and like every like his parents and stuff. It just feels a little little iffy. Yeah, it, the whole thing's kind of uh, jacked up. Um, you know, thoughts go out to Gabby Petito's family because they've had to deal with some bullshit. Um, what else we got? So, um, rumors are out cause kind of like, uh, based on reactions by Anna Kedrick and Bill Hader that they've been, I guess, maybe dating very on the low for the past year, wow. um, after he broke up with Rachel Bilson in, uh, 2020. So they might, they might've been dating since like December, 2020 ish to like now. So like a little, like right around a year, a little mm-hmm. over a year. Um, so th- I feel like, you know, Couple kind of makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I think uh, Bill Hader's a catch. You know what I'm saying? He's like legit, probably the nicest celebrity um, and just so talented. Like, you know, it's just like you really don't get better than that. You know, right. you got you got your uh, John Mulaney's over here that kind of look like they're like good guys and all this stuff. But Bill mm. Hader's like a straight up good guy, you know. Um, and uh, and Anna Kendrick, you know, is a beautiful, talented actor. And um, I think, you know, they she probably just loves to laugh with him. They probably laugh all the time. That's the way I, I imagine. I mean, yeah, they're both funny. Yeah. Like, so I think that's definitely probably a fun relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for them. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else for quick hits? Yes, yeah, so Adele uh, is postponing her Vegas residency. Um, she was saying because it was supposed to be like kind of like happening like right now. It'd be like these weekends through I think April, mm-hmm. um, but uh, she said it was due to a massive COVID outbreak in her crew. Um, just a lot of folks getting sick. But uh, rumors, rumor has it, rumor uh, has it, <laughs> rumor has it that uh, Adele was. Uh, unhappy and stressed out about the production of it, unhappy with the set, with the choir, sound system, etc. And, you know, she was really working to make it perfect, um, as is Adele's way. Is, is so Adele I think, a diva? I think she could probably have some diva tendencies. Mm. I mean, she's like, you know, it, it, when she won over Beyonce, I feel like there are similar you know, similar vibes where, like, they want everything done a certain way. Yeah. And if it's not done that way, they're going to have problems. So I, I really like we'll... that segue you did. So um, yeah. that was cool. Um, speaking of segues, V, what made you go yikes this week? Well, uh, so Neil Young is out here, made a statement, like an official statement that, you know, Spotify like can't have him and Joe Rogan on the same platform because he he doesn't want to support them supporting vaccine misinformation which you know all of that happened with the whole joe rogan telling people not to get vaccinated and whatever and that was like a whole hubbub over this past year um and uh he's like so you know you either have me or you have rogan so you can remove my music if you're gonna keep his stuff up and of course 
Spotify's removing his music. Spotify's all like, we want to have you on here, but we'll remove it if that's like, this is like your official statement. If this is like, it was all like an agreement and everything stuff written up. So <laughs> that's um, where that goes. Two things. You can't cancel Joe Rogan. Like he's, high- I wish we could. I, I wish we could. I'm just saying I would love for us to. I, I, she's highly, highly uncancelable. Like he's <laughs> like, bring it on. He, he, he wants it. Um, because all he's really, he speaks for a lot of people. Like a lot of people agree with his thoughts and stuff. And Neil Young, no one cares about Neil Young. I mean, besides old people, um, no pun intended. And, um, and, uh, I heard that Neil Young doesn't even own like the majority of his music anyway. So it's like, I mean, yeah, he's was probably wasn't making that much money if any off of like his Spotify streams anyway. So whatever. But I mean, anything else make you go yikes this week? This made me so upset, but this honestly, the Rolling Stone article on it is the best because the Rolling Stone article, its title says, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. And honestly, letter, letter. Oh um, so Mars, you know, Wrigley Mars, Mars Wrigley, um, the candy company that owns M&Ms, uh, rebranded the M&M characters and to make them more representative of the consumers. First of all, these are pieces of candy. Fake pieces of candy. They're animatronic pieces of candy. But any- I bet you anything that these moves are to make them into like a movie or something like that down the line. But 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 they gave the green M&M sneakers, ugly ass, white ass, blain ass sneakers instead of her cute little knee high go go boots. That she always had. And they're saying it because for what? For feminism? No, 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 no. Feminists are out here being all like, be a slut if you want to be a slut. Let her her wear her cute-ass little boots. Who's objectifying her? She's a candy. She's a candy. Yeah, I mean, they did the same thing essentially when the new Space Jam came out. With the Lola Bunny. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I mean... Maybe I mean, she with was over. Oversec- I feel like it's a little different. Let her play basketball with a sports bra, on, you know. Sure, like- sure. But I mean, maybe they oversexualized her in the '90s or whenever that originally. Well, of course, came out. I think it's weird that we sexualize pieces of food in general, like sex cells. Or That's animals. what they're saying. But my thing is, like, she's uh, she's a character. And my favorite part was like, Fox News people were up in arms. They're all like, "Oh my god!" Like this or that. Yet they're out here, you know, being all like, "Women's right to choice." No, we don't want to give them that. Um, so my thing is just like, let her be. It's a fucking piece of candy. Also, uh, Mars Wrigley. Maybe you should deal with the fact that you have like unethical work practices and like you're like you know enslaving children to like get your cacao beans. So I don't know. I don't know. Just seems like a waste of time and money to worry about what footwear the green M&M is wearing in, you know, in social justice news. Fuck that. Let her be um, cute. Bimbification. Let us all. We're yassification up in here. Bimbos are ruling the world. I'm over it. You know, I really don't care what shoes she wears as long as she still melts in my hand. Oh. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Um, V, you know what I want to know. What are you watching? Well, because I guess The Bachelor isn't good enough for me for my my reality dating show intake. <laughs> I am watching the new um, Joe Millionaire for Richer or for Poor. So it's unlike the old one where it was, you know, a whole thing to, you know, 
scam these women about that they're going to be with like a millionaire. This time there's two guys, Kurt and Steven, and one of them is worth 10 million doll hairs and the other one is not worth that much. But I'm guessing he's probably Oh, they really spiced this up. I kind of like that. And they're both attractive, you know, white men. They're both like good looking. They bring in some women. They're going to be dating both of them um, and trying to find a match. And like, there's definitely some girls there that are gold diggers. So do the girls girls know um, like one of them's rich and one of them's poor, but they don't know? They don't know which one is which. So are the guys allowed to lie and embellish their actual lies? Well, yeah, I think that, I think the guys are just trying to like throw them off their trail. It's like undercover boss type thing. Yeah, kind of in general. So like, they're just trying to make sure that. There's no easy tell to who is who. Is it good? I like it. Okay. I mean, it's only one hour episodes, not two hours like fucking Bachelor. And um, they seem like the dudes are like bros, um, which I think is kind of fun. And I think they're just like are like kind of vibing out. And these women um, seem fine. Um, and they have like a weird British butler guy who like helps like orchestrate like lead and host the entire show okay um well i think what i want to start doing with the what we're watching is like we have to give it like is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down um you know you roger ebert yeah exactly um you know i used to when i was a intern at the chicago sun times his you know his main paper that he used to do reviews for, Mm -hmm. I used to go to the theater that he would do his screeners in right after his death. So, um, well, we are watching these shows, but I think it's, it's our due, due diligence to, you know, let our listeners and viewers, um, know if it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. I say it's a thumbs up. I'm going to be honest. If I'm bringing something of what we're watching to this show, Mm -hmm. It's usually because it's something that I would either recommend. There's only sometimes where I'm like, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Yeah, no, but. I'm I'm just literally wa- putting down what I watched this last week. First of all, it's hard enough to remember, so I've been trying to like. Well, write yeah, down I don't really watching. watch that much stuff in but, general. Um, but uh, I mean, you'll you'll easily forget something you watched like five days ago. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? well, I, that's why I write it down. Yeah. So, um, but I I will watch movies and um, I will let you know um, if they're bad. I watch a lot of bad movies. I don't just watch but, good movies. But I guess I. What have you been watching? Whoa. Well, um, the first thing I I'm gonna talk about is um this prequel to the movie. I think it came out in 2003 or six or something with Charlize Theron. It's called monster and it's about, you know, America's, uh, I think like the worst woman serial killer, um, Eileen Warnos. And she, you know, would kind of like go back and forth hitchhiking and killing guys along the way. Um, and just kind of robbing them and killing them. And so she became the, the worst woman, uh, female serial killer, uh, in America and they, and Charlie Stan won a lot of awards for that movie, um, that year and stuff. And now they've made a prequel to it called Eileen Warnos, American Boogie Woman. And mm. I, th- I think they did one on, it was a Ted Bundy or something called American Boogeyman. So it's the same guy that's kind of taking that and making this, but this is a prequel to that monster movie. It's a shows, um, that woman even earlier on when she had dated, uh, a guy that like was a president of a yacht club or something like that for oh, a six geez. month period. And it caused havoc out there. So it's an entertaining movie, um, loosely based off of true events, but off of a real person. So check it out. I would give it a thumbs up. Because 
Uh, it was just entertaining. Uh, but I will definitely give this next one a double thumbs up because Ooh. I I like it. Um, it's called Spree, um, featuring uh your boy the Joe love Keery. Of my life, yeah. yeah. If you guys don't know Joe Keery, he's um he's from Stranger Things. He plays what's his name? Steve Harrington. Steve Harrington from Stranger Things. So I literally have a I have a for I have a magnet of him. Oh, weird flex. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and I actually have a mug of him too, of wow. Steve Harrington. Okay, okay. You love him. Um, <laughs> <I do>. So <laughs> this movie's called Spree. And um, I don't know if you'll love him after watching this, but he did. Okay, I remember seeing the previews for this movie. Yes. But then I never realized when it came out. And I guess it came out in 2020. Yeah, it did. And um, you should check it out. It's on Hulu, I think, right now. But um, Spree is essentially this, universe, this movie's universe's version of Uber and Lyft. And um, Joe Keery is is in the movie uh, trying to become YouTube famous. Like he's like posts on YouTube all the time and he wants to go viral. So he starts um, he comes up with a, a plan to start killing people in his Uber, you know, and yeah, it's horrifying. And um, the way the movie is shot, like, first of all, he's really good in the movie. I like him yeah. as an actor. He's funny. Um, and um, I think he did well in this role because, you know, he's, He's like a pretty boy, but they didn't really pretty boy him out. Like they made him. But look he's like kind of hipsterish looking too. Where like you're like, oh, he could be. Yeah, but also like they they like like he kind of comes from like a like you not like an upscale like family and all that type of stuff. So it's kind of like you know a person that's kind of like this. So not mm. you specifically, but everyone knows somebody. He does a good job. You're of using it. the royal you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he kind of like the way it's shot. It's like really done a lot, like like current times. So you see like you know, the phone will pop up a lot on the side of the screen while like, you know, he's got eight like GoPros in his car and he's filming every angle and live streaming it. So it's just very interesting. I love the ending of it. Um, They got some SNL people in there and stuff too. So it's, it's a good movie. I think it's, it's, I definitely, and you said it's on Hulu. Yes. On Hulu. So um, definitely check out the movie spree. Um, It's, it's, it's highly recommended by your boy. So um, let me know what you think. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we get to our slapper of the week? And I'm very excited. Slapper of the week. This song slaps. <laughs> Guys, the boy is back. And I'm not talking about Drake. I'm talking about Charlie Puth, one of my favorite singer, songwriter, producers. He's been hiding in the studio making songs. He's, the anticipation for this song has been high. Yes. I mean, it's been a while. You know, Charlie Puth has been doing these things on TikTok where he's like, what if I made a song that goes, and what if it like went like, do, 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 and then it like plays like the, the instrument yeah, or whatever. He's like leaked part of this song yes, on TikTok. And it's gone viral in that sense. People are annoyed by these videos. People are in, intrigued by these videos. Um, you know, it's an interesting way to break down how you produce the song in a silly TikTok way. Um, it's just kind of a little obnoxious sometimes. Even the, even his friends like Billy Blanco. Uh, Billy Blanco. Benny Blanco Benny is Blanco. out here just like. Hating. Just like hating on TikTok to the point that where Billy Eilish made like a response being all like because Benny Blanco's all like Charlie are you just out here making TikToks every day and like Billy Eilish like did a stitch to his being all like Benny what are you doing though yeah I mean that's what it is people just trying to get attention off of other things but um this song is good uh you know what I like about Charlie Puth is that like he's not scared to um 
go with a theme of a song like when i'm writing songs and stuff sometimes they're just like i have song concepts over and over again that just are just random like you're prettier when you cry or something like that That one, yep. yeah you know so those type of songs this one's called light switch and he literally uses a light switch sound he's like what if i used uh, a light switch and um the song's catchy as hell it's so good yeah i love love it. it so check out the future bachelor podcast playlist on spotify um it's definitely a worth a listen if you haven't heard charlie puth um I, it's very interesting he hasn't put out an album in a long time i don't know if he's just having trouble like getting like traction on these singles or something because he's had some mega hits before it's kind of hard to follow those things up um but you know with covid and everything a lot of artists have kind of been laying low so um i think he's just been in the studio just trying to not get another one under his belt and I like this one um, more than I have other ones that he's dropped in the past and recent months. Um, but yeah, so check it out. Uh, v, do you have any shout outs this week? Yes, I wanted to shout out um, some of the birthdays from this past weekend, Aaron and my friend Amy. And then I wanted to shout out my friend Alex Shragi for his upcoming 30th birthday this weekend. <laughs> Love you, Shragi. Um yeah, so I want to give a shout out to a friend of the show, compadre, mm. uh, Chef John. <laughs> you know, he's just a sweet, sweet man, you know, texting me on a Friday night just to say he's thinking about me. And sometimes those go really far, um, especially for your boy here. Um, so shout out to you, bro. I love you. And then um, a shout out to my cousin, uh, Andrew, and my cousin Elvira, his wife. They just uh, welcome their baby boy, Evan, to the world, and I can't wait to meet him. Um, I know he's going to be awesome, so <laughs> love you guys. Congrats. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's our show, guys. Um, you know, it's 199. We're one episode from 200th episode. Uh, you know, we haven't really put too much thought into going crazy for a 200th episode, but, you know, maybe we'll do something special. Maybe we can think of something for y'all um, and for us. You know, it's a, it's a milestone for us one way or another and um again just you know proud to be doing it with you v so thank you yeah um all right guys well uh i mean do you have any fun plans for this weekend b you doing anything um i am gonna get a ketchup brunch with my friend bow um to do a belated celebration of their engagement um so that's exciting um i think we might be seeing each other at sims's party this weekend potentially okay um yeah so yeah well um i'm sure we'll have some fun at some point this weekend and i hope you guys too have some safe safe and fun fun um so guys uh we'll see you next week with episode 200 another episode of the bachelor uh you guys know what it is it's future bachelor my name is cy and i'm veronica and we love you so much deuces bye Podcast.